Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, or whatever time it is, wherever you are listening to this. I imagine only people in Sheffield really listen to this, so I don't know why I say that every time. But anyway, that's how I start my podcasts. Um, and this week, oh, not this week, because it's always irregular, but um, this week there's me, um, Elf One, and there was going to be Elf Two, but he bailed out. So we've just got Elf One, and we've got another interview for you. Um, so who are we interviewing this week? You're interviewing Mike Tuck from the Sheffield Shard. <laughs> Mike Tuck wasn't sure he was meant to speak at that point. <laughs> so we've got Mr. Mike no. Tuck, uh, as if you, if you missed that little bit there, from Sheffield Sharks. So I believe you are the captain of Sheffield Sharks? I am indeed, yep. Captain of the team. And so Sheffield Sharks, tell us what you can tell us for the people that are uninitiated with the sport of basketball. Yeah, so that's it. The Sheffield Sharks are a professional basketball team that play uh, in Sheffield. Um, they are part of the BBL, the British Basketball League, um, and they have been in the BBL since 1994. Um, the BBL ranges all across the country, all the way from down south in Plymouth, all the way up to Glasgow, up north. So uh, we play teams all, all over the country. Um, and uh, we typically play games at Ponds Forge Arena, but um, that might be put to a halt uh, this season, which we can kind of dive into, I guess, throughout this. But um, uh, the whole coronavirus has kind of thrown the whole league for, for a bit of a mix here. So, um, But yeah, that's the Sharks, pro basketball team in Sheffield. Uh, I've been on the team since 2009. Um, so I am uh, originally from Canada. But uh, I'm an honorary Yorkshireman uh, now. I guess I've put in my time. There's no finer ambition in life than being an honorary Yorkshireman, apart from obviously if you're born a Yorkshireman in the first place. Then you know, <laughs> yeah. Some of, us have, some of us, some of us, some of us have all the luck, and others don't. Um, so you've been here for 11 years. I presume you're quite settled <laughs> in the old city of Sheffield. So um, you said there that you um, there might be a move away from Pondsford. What's what's happening? Uh, well, it's kind of, it's all up in the air right now. We still don't know, obviously with the coronavirus, there's so much uncertainty about what's going to happen, but essentially, um, uh, there's a bunch of leisure centers, uh, around the city that are all owned by, um, a company called SIV and they have decided not to open up, um, Ponds Forge, uh, they're opening up quite a few of the other venues uh, on the 25th of August, but they have decided not to open up Ponds Forge. So uh, for the time being, we don't know uh, where we're going to play our next season's games. Um, it's looking like, fingers crossed, our season will start sometime in October. Uh, typically, we start the last week of September. Um, so just there's a lot of uncertainty about everything right now but we're hoping that we can come to some sort of agreement with Ponds Forge um and then we're hoping that the season does get off on time uh this is all we'll just have to wait for government guidelines and, and, and see what happens but um we're looking at all options right now and uh there should be more news on this just down the line Seems a bit weird that they would open up other venues, but not that one. I wonder what the difference is. Oh, are they not telling you? <laughs> well, yeah, no. Authorities kind of <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a little bit outside my uh, my zone. But um, yeah, I think SIV own like twelve different venues or something yeah. like that within the city. And but 
they're opening up quite a few of them and then Ponds Forge is not one of the ones and I think the arena is not one of the ones. So there's a couple that they aren't opening, but there will the, be um, Sheffield swimming team and the diving team also complain about the uh, Ponds Forge, aren't they? So yeah. Well, it, ha it houses a lot of, it houses a lot of different things there and events and, and teams. So um, it's, it's been a big hit for us. Uh, obviously, it came. It was quite sudden that the news came out last week. So, um, how, many, how many fans do you get into the Ponds Forge? Uh, it seats uh, just over a thousand. In there. Okay, and how many typically do you get? Around, just under that, probably. Yeah, we've had some sellout games in there. Um, okay. So yeah, it's just going to be strange. But I mean, in terms of the virus, anyways, you're, we're probably looking at. Um, a spectator limit to start or oh, yeah. if, if we can even have fans to start, you know, um, yeah. and then we'll go from there. But that's why, yeah, it's just a lot of uncertainty. Everything's up in the air and we just have to kind of wait and just kind of go by government guidelines. Yeah, it's going to be a pain. It's going to be a bit weird playing behind closed doors with like a practice match, like watching the Premier League, won't it? Be very yeah, <laughs> it would definitely be strange. Um, no fans there screaming or anything. I think the whole home court advantage would thing would be kind of taken away a little bit. And, um, but if that's the new normal, that's the new normal. I, I would rather that than nothing and just kind of want to get back to playing in some sort of normalcy. Yeah. Do you, if, if I got this right, is it called, you refer to Ponce Forge as the tank or is that where you used to play? Uh, we, we've, we've transferred the name <laughs> over. Yeah, okay. So it's, <laughs> it's the new tank. <laughs> the um, new tank. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously Sheffield Sharks, Shark Tank. So yeah, we had to we had to bring that over. But yeah, we used to play games at the EIS, the English Institute of Sport. Yeah, um, they're doing some renovations on that gym now. So I don't believe we can get in there for the time being. So oh, that is not okay. not an option. Yeah, but uh, Ponds Forge was was the Sharks' first home when they yeah. when they came to the city, and then uh, you know now we've moved back there. And the last season was was great. I love being there. I love how how central it was and easy to get to. And I say it's much, probably much better for people to get into than traveling out to the sticks, I suppose. Yeah, um, I mean it's all the uh, local transport lines, you know, start and end there, and then uh, you're you're just you know you're right beside the city center, so it's it's very easy to get there. Um, there's a, a big parking lot. There's there's a parking lot within the, the facility, and then there's another. A uh, big parking lot right beside it, so it's just easy, easy to get to, easy to park um, right off the parkway. You know, there's so many, so many positives about that that venue. What, what um, do you think? Right, I might have got this wrong as well. I've done some research, or I've pretended to do some research, Mike. If you're almost impressed, um, you normally do Saturdays and Sundays. Do you, is that how it works? And tip off. Um, typically, when we used to play at uh, EIS, we played on Friday nights. Um, we don't do many Saturdays just because of the clash with football. So we, yeah. we typically play Friday nights or Sunday early evening around 4.30 or 5 o'clock. And just to give me an indication for people who've never been down to see you before, how much is it to watch a game? How long does it last? I really do think there's a lack of knowledge of um, basketball in this city, as proven by my questions. Yeah, well, I mean, this is all going to be up in the air for the next season, um, but typically – Tickets are around 14 quid for an adult and then around a tenner for a child um, that you can get. There's group tickets and family tickets and season tickets. Okay. Um, and uh, on a Friday night, the game starts at 7.30. Games typically last between an hour and a half to two hours. Yep. Um, so you're out of there by 9 or 9.30. Um, and 
on a Sunday, same thing, you know, 4.30 to uh, 6.30. So it gives you enough time to get home and get the kids kids in bed by 8. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> is that uh, all it's planned around? Is that the entire well, thing? That, I mean, tip we, we, we have a lot of – I mean, it, it's a family-friendly sport. We have a lot of families that come down and support us. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, that's one of our biggest selling points is that, you know, it's, it's indoors – it's extremely family friendly. You know, there's, there's not, there's no um, hooligan type culture or anything like yeah. that there. You're going to feel very safe. Um, and it's an exciting sport to watch. You know, there's, you, you're not going to leave a game where it's nil nil. There's, there's, a goal, <laughs> there's a goal or a basket, you know, every, every 30 seconds or there just about. So it's very exciting. It's very up and down. Um, you know, we got some really, you know, long shooting threes and, and some guys that play above the rim. And so a lot of athletic guys and it's just a really good game to watch. And there's nonstop action. Well, what's your particular um, speciality, Mike, in this um, game? Me? Uh, just being a veteran presence. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, um, that sounds like some sort of um, a football analogy, some sort of center half who just strolls around and dominates people. And- uh, yeah. No, I mean, obviously I am one of the older guys in on the team, but also in the league now. Um, but, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, so I play forward position. So typically a, a bigger guy who plays more around the rim. Uh, I'm just, I'm a big guy. I'm a bit of a bruiser. I don't mind getting my hands dirty, uh, playing physical. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been the captain, uh, since 2012. So, I'm just trying to be a leader out there and try and just echo what the coach is saying while I'm on the floor and, and keep the guys, uh, keep the guys motivated and, and focused. So you've obviously been there for 2009, so that's 11 years. That sounds like um, a testimonial might be coming up, Mike. It is indeed. And we actually, <laughs> it was, uh, it was scheduled, uh, for this, this past season, but obviously, um, COVID broke out in mid-March and, and our season just stopped uh, in its tracks immediately. So um, we've had to move the testimonial. Um, the new date will be in June of 2021. This is all bearing that things will are going somewhat back to normal by that time, which Who knows? never know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm praying and I'm hoping that it does. Um, but uh if you want to find out more about that, just uh, either follow myself or the Sharks on social media. Um, we will be—I'll be putting out updates about that uh, pretty soon. I hope when I, when more information becomes comes to light. Okay, so I generally need to ask people. Obviously, it's my the um, Twitter account is linked to um, the podcast and the podcast to the Twitter account. So, what are your contacts for your, yourself and your Sheffield Sharks? Um, yeah, social media. So, for for myself, uh, it is at Mike Tuck fifteen, so M I K E T U C K one five. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I got a Facebook page as well, um, and then the Sharks is just at Sheffield Sharks. Pretty simple, so very easy to find on all, all platforms. Is it fifteen? Is that your number? That's it. Yep. Yeah, your basketball number. I don't know how yeah. numbers work in basketball. You seem to have lots of high numbers, and I get a bit confused. Is there any relevance to the numbers? Uh, it depends on the league. Some league uh, don't don't. Some league only allow you to have up to a certain number, and other leagues let you to pick whatever number you want. So um, only two digits, though. You don't yeah, only two. Digits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only two digits. Yeah. Silly. And so, t- t- they used to only do them 
you can only go up to number five because when the referee would register you for a foul or something, he could only put up his hands to, to register the number. So, <laughs> so you can only do only one to five or zero was, to five. It's the referees with lots of hands. Yeah, or referees with 10 fingers on each hand. <laughs> we won't mention those people. Um, so I was just going to say, so obviously you've been in Sheffield for a while. What do you like about the city? Just to be nosy because I like to ask the question. Yeah, I mean, I get this question quite a bit. Uh, I, lo- I love the city. It's, it's just, it's always been, you know, first I would probably start with the, the Sharks as an organization. You know, it's, the, it's a very family atmosphere there. Um, they've welcomed me in since day one with open arms and they've always made me feel extremely comfortable and, and um, you know, broke their backs for me. Um, and then, you know, I go to the fans and, and, and all the people of Sheffield, you know, have always been great. And, and it's just, it's just a, a great city and, and it's a good size city. I mean, I come from Toronto, uh, in Canada, which is the biggest city in Canada, which is like, you know, the New York of Canada, they sometimes say. So Sheffield is much, a little bit more laid back and, and kind of easier to get around than that. So it's, it, it's nice to have that kind of change of pace where it's not really that London atmosphere, but. You know, you can drive anywhere in the city within 15 minutes. And I kind of like that about the city. And then, you know, the two universities here. So there's, it's a vibrant city. There's lots going on. There's, you know, there's lots of good bars. There's lots of good restaurants. Um, I just, I just like the vibe here. I live with my girlfriend here and, and, you know, I've got got a great group of friends here and, and just, I've met a lot of good people along the way. So, um, it's it's a great place and uh, I enjoy living here. Uh, it's, it's definitely uh, somewhere I call home. And something I do know about you, you've, um, you've once um, ventured to a little cricket game, I do believe, once. Um, and you were introduced to the uh, English speciality of um, cricket-based entertainment, I do believe. <laughs> I was. No, no, no stacking of cups at cricket games. <laughs> I learned that there, although there seemed to be quite a lot of stacking of cups. Feed the snake, I believe it's called. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, one thing about the cricket matches is that me being a Canadian and a bit of an outsider to the sport, we don't really, we don't really see too much of it in Canada. So um, it's kind of got this stigma over there where it's, it's a very prim and proper and very <laughs> posh sport. So I, I remember going to that, uh, that match and um, walking in and just there were some sights to be seen. <laughs> let's, let's just put it that way, where it kind of it, it blew my mind in the other direction. <laughs> but what a great day. I had such a good time at that match. And uh, so if you're ever uh, – if you're any Canadians out there listening, get yourself to a cricket match. Yeah, it's certainly an entertainment. It was a, what was it? A Yorkshire. It was a Roses match, wasn't it? Um, it was one and Mike attended said a match together. That's why we first sort of met. We might have met a little bit before that. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add about um, your goings on in Sheffield? What the Sharks are up to? Where you think we're going with this all? Uh, no, I mean at this time we still we're still kind of everything's up in the air. So um, maybe I'll have to come back on when when the season's when the season's about to start, and I can give you some more info then. But for now, just uh, if 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 you guys are interested in, in something different than football and you guys are into sport and want to come down, give, give the Sharks a follow and, and you'll find out pretty soon uh, when, our, when our new season is going to start. 
I keep meaning to attend and I keep failing miserably. <laughs> well, we'll have to remedy that. I've got, I've got a man lined up who's coming with me. He's very keen to come and watch basketball. Um, and I'll have to get in touch with him when it's all good to go again. Um, 100%. So, yeah, I definitely need to do that. I keep saying I'll do things all the time. I think something that's popped up on um, Twitter on Help Sheffield this week is people not finding out about events that are on. Um, I know you're involved in sort of the marketing front of house with the Sheffield Sharks. I just sort of wonder what this city needs to do to make that better in terms of how we get the word out there about all the different things that are going on. Some people were saying that they missed the gigs and I'm just like, there's too much going on that people sort of miss things that they might want to see. I'm not that's, sure the answer is. that's a good question. And I, I'm not sure I know what the answer is. Um, I, we try and put it out as best we can on every single channel that we can about our games and we try and get as many people there as possible through through various different things um but I, I think something like help sheffield is what a great platform that is and and you know you congratulations to you guys you've built up such a good following and i think it's a great resource for for the people of, of sheffield um i think more if there's more things like that the, the more the merrier it all kind of helps each other doesn't it um but i think you guys do a, a really good job of of informing the people of sheffield but also, like your name says, you guys help when questions come in or, or people have queries. I, I always see uh, you guys on my feed answering questions and trying to point people in the right direction. You need to remember to copy us in when you um, promote your events. I will, indeed. <laughs> same goes for, same for a lot tag. of people. So many people just say, oh, it's great what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, but I have to come and find you. and I have to find the tweet and then I have to share it. Just copy me and I'll share pretty much anything apart yeah. from personal sales because I think I'll just get bombarded with that sort of stuff. I tend not to bother with that. But yeah, anybody who's got an event, try and use, I try and use the hashtag chef events. If anything's going out there, I might try and use a sport one as well. Just trying to sort of collate everything together on the old Twitter sphere, see how we get along. 100%. So yeah, um, definitely remember to copy me in. Um, so I'm just trying to think what else. Have you listened to any previous podcasts, Mike? I have not. This is my, <sighs> this is, my first, but not my last. But not See, my last. Things. So I record these things, put them out there for the people to listen to, and then people say, I don't know anything about what's going on. And if anybody tells me they don't know about basketball, they can listen to episode 21, I think it is, of the Help Sheffield podcast. There we recently, you go. And we recently topped, I think it's a 1,000 listens in just over a year. Just like, oh, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm flogging this dead horse, whether it carries on or not. Hey. <laughs> Why not? If you got it, flaunt it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I've got it though, or we've got it. It's just a thing. Just something to do. It keeps you busy on a Tuesday evening. 100%. So, yeah. So, you say you've, um, you've just been on with Sky Sports, so we had a bit of a delay to the start of this. So, if you want to see Mike on TV, he's on Sky Sports being interviewed and talking about basketball. Uh, something I haven't mentioned, actually. You do play, who do you play basketball for in the national sense? Um, well, I, I, I probably won't be doing it for any, any time soon, but I have played basketball for, uh, team England, um, basketball England. Uh, I was selected for the 2018 Commonwealth games, which were down on the gold coast in Australia. So I was, I had the, the pleasure of making it through the trials and I got selected and went down to the gold coast and we got to play some games down there and unfortunately we didn't we didn't achieve the goal of, of getting a medal but um just a great experience and um you know uh something that i'll remember for the rest of my life um my mother was born in england so i have a british passport so that's what gave, gave me 
gave me access to that. So, uh, yeah, I am, uh, I am, uh, British, you know, I grew up, you know, a lot of British things in my house in Canada. My mom, you know, we used to take vacations over here to come visit family all the time when I was a kid. So I had a quite a big British influence on my life from a very early age. Where, where were your mother's family from? Um, she was born in Bournemouth, but they're kind of spread out all over. We have some in Bristol, lots in London, um, down near the New Forest. So, yeah, a little bit everywhere. Bit, bit southern, though, isn't it? Yeah, a bit, bit, bit southern. Not as far as northerners. <laughs> <laughs> Up to north. I do like people trying to take off a Sheffield accent. It is quite amusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right, so... Um, if you've got to be on your merry way, I'm going to record this and I'll put it out there to the masses and I'll share it with you and um, share it with your folks and um, we'll see where we get on. 100% buddy. Okay. Thank you very much, Mike. I'm going to pause recording and then I'll say goodbye and I'll see if there's anything else we want to discuss before um, I leave you. So I'm just going to stop the okay. recording. Thank you for listening, people. And that was episode 21 of Help Sheffield Podcast. I was Elf One and he was... Mike Tuck. Yes. It's getting there. Uh, I don't know why I do that. I just like to annoy people. <laughs> anyway, goodbye. Thanks a lot. Listen to the next one coming soon. This public is, I've got something coming up about, I'm going to promote the next two. One's about um, a charity that's just started for people with a hoarding disorder. So telling you how to basically clear out your house that started in Sheffield. And another one is two people, when I get that organized, to um, deal with data um, in terms of helping Sheffield with dealing with computer data and how that um, assist can be used to help with the, I think the homeless projects that's used big data and all the various tech for good projects. So I'm going to um, talk about that on the next podcast or two. So that's what's coming up. Okay. Thank you very much, Mike. And I'll go and pause the recording.